0: Welcome back to the latest edition of the MP Sports Show. It seems like it is a regular time of the year for some rumors, some not so rumors, some just even almost hot seat things to talk about. But we're going to talk about that later. Start the episode talking about Michigan's fallen. They came up short with their resilient effort. Uh, in that Penn State game I know moral victories no one cares really about that it's uh, moral like uh, coming up short in a game that you um, were playing with your brother oh I lost so it doesn't matter Um, but Michigan Penn State uh, honestly that was probably the hardest fight I've seen Michigan fight since probably the Northwestern game uh, last year Um, and that was on the road and Michigan did that same thing against Penn State against probably a better team on the road worst environment too um I was impressed and I haven't I haven't really been impressed by many things about this team all season and I know they lost which again was kind of a wasn't it was almost heartbreaking I guess if you will uh, that they lost and the way they lost I guess but I was impressed uh Brian your thoughts um, on Michigan's, I guess, I guess performance uh, in the game when well, them coming back, and uh, what, what's
1: your take? Well, I think once they got down twenty-one to zero, there were two really bad uh, no one really bad no call and a second uh, bad call that you know really affected the Wolverines. That really kind of led to being like fourteen points up on the board, down fourteen to zero. Um And so, then they had a, a huge touchdown to K.J. Hamler, which he was just zooming past guys all night, and we were all sitting there thinking, like, crap, Michigan's going to get embarrassed on national TV again, and it's going to be another long season. Well, just just before the half, Zach Charbonnet punched it in for a touchdown. They were only down 21-7 at half, I believe, and then mm-hmm. that second half, they... Harbaugh said, this will be our finest hour, and realistically, outside of a miscue on defense, I mean, they played some of their best ball definitely all season, and probably the best football I've seen since maybe 2016 Ohio State game, because yeah, you are playing against Northwestern, but the road environment is completely different than that and mm-hmm. you could even say Michigan State last year, which Michigan State had a daunting task on defense, but offensively we weren't they weren't gonna do anything. And mm-hmm. pretty much that second half they shut down Penn State except for K J Hamler. And you know, you can say what you want. There was you know, Don Brown's wanted to die on that man to man hill and it cost him. I mean, realistically, besides the outcome of the game, I mean Michigan Outgained. I mean, they had. If you looked at the stat sheet, Michigan won that game besides the score and the difference in the game were those two really big plays to, or those handful of plays to Hamler, which he just he was just running past the defense and and how about that offense the second half? I mean, that was legitimately speed and space because I mean there was levels to receivers and tight ends. Uh, the the inside zone running was kind of a. Uh, it, I mean it wasn't working and they needed to stop running the up the middle inside zone but when they were trying to get to the outside and they did, you know, Zach Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins, they got some yards and I just I'm really proud of their performance because usually they just they kinda curl up and they just lay down and pretty much take the beating. But they fought really hard and yeah, nobody should be giving Ronnie Bell shit because Ronnie Bell I'll tell you, we like to swear on this podcast. Yep. I, we'll, we'll, but, we'll, we'll
0: get into we'll get we'll get into the Ronnie Bell talk here after Tyler gets his because that's a little uh, bit. We can elaborate on that more. So that's 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 what that that right there is different than all the rest of the
1: games Guys, he up the uh, bad
0: uh, that he received. So uh,
1: okay, I'll just say that you know overall, I was really impressed with them, and you know, you know maybe moving forward they can put out some good performances, but. They they showed a lot of fight and heart that they haven't shown in recent in a long while, in my opinion.
0: Hmm. Yeah, good, good points. Good points, Tyler.
2: Uh, I mean, I you know um, I was impressed. Uh, you know, we saw a glimpse, You know, like Brian Brian said. You know, we saw a glimpse so of speed and all that. But um, you know, I felt like you know this was a stepping stone, especially in the second half. You know, of what we can expect from the offense you know, they got down big and, you know, I thought to myself, I was like, great you know, this is going to be Wisconsin all over again, you know, Penn State is going to run rough shot, rough shot but, you know basically, you know, Michigan, you know scaled back and, you know, they played their heart out, you know, until the end you know, not giving up too much opportunities for Penn State, I mean, they basically shut down their offense, you know, that the defense stepped up, you know, when it needed to and all that, but you know, I was impressed with what the offense looked like in the second half, and hopefully, you know, it carries it to obviously another big game against Notre Dame, and you know, into the rest of their schedule.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people wanted this is the type of offense that people wanted to see for Michigan beginning season, and for the people that actually do watch football, and I understand it is easy to get frustrated for. Whatever reason, right. from last year to five years ago, till leading up till now, I can see why people are frustrated still, and justifiably so. Whatever, but at the same time, like you, you know, they shouldn't be in certain games like the Illinois game, whether Illinois beat Wisconsin, that's whatever. But they shouldn't be in, <laughs> in games that that close. So okay. I think that whether if it's taken five, six, seven games to get this offense going, as I mean, Michigan's receivers and their their offense, um, even since Chip Harba's been there, they've went through a lot of changes, I feel like, through coordinators, through mm-hmm. training coaches, through offensive line coaches. Uh, most teams don't go through that much changes in that four or five year span. Not that much. They do, but not to the extent of, that Michigan has gone through. So, with that being said, um, you know, my take on the game against Penn State, um, I haven't seen this can fight that much or that like that I, I get the team in, in quite some time which they did win but when they lost it wasn't as um, upsetting I mean it really was upsetting but it would have been more upsetting if I knew that they like they were just getting completely destroyed you know just getting beat every single which way and not wanting to fight back which has really been the theme or the MO of this team like just, Oh, uh, we'll get down in the game, let's not fight back. So, or any sign of adversity, let's just, uh, well, we don't know what to do and don't know how to respond. Well, I didn't really I didn't see that. I said, that's probably the exact opposite from this team. And I saw a team that was like, okay, we're not afraid to um, go to we know. And he was like, I, I seen Gaddis on the sideline, Josh Gaddis. He was on the sideline, in his eyes. I'm like, okay, he knows. He's got something up his sleeve. He knows. I think he—he's because he, you know, coached at Penn State. He's doing what he's finding, like uh, almost gas in the defense and stuff like that. He knows what he was doing in that in that game, and it, it paid off for him for a few quarters. Again, they didn't come up with the win, but um, if they can do this rest of the season, unless um, they're like gonna beat Ohio State, but I mean, you never—you never know That's college football. I mean, anything can happen. It's, if they if Michigan can play the way they did in their offense going like that, I I think they have a better chance at beating Ohio State than they did prior to the, the last end game. Um, again, there was a lot of there was a bad there was a lot of missed calls. We neither Brian or Tyler talked about the missed calls because um, I thought that would have definitely been stated. But I mean, you can't blame. Um, blame it on that, but there were some miscalls in that game that were kind of uh, questionable, if you will.
1: Right. Oh, um,
0: right. Uh, but Michigan's got so michigan got Notre Dame again, so they got Notre Dame next, so they're gonna have to be prepared for that one. So
1: mm-hmm. uh, something we didn't bring up was there was a lot of wide receiver drops. I mean, I mean I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the 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 last one, but. I mean, you had right. guys like Miko and DCJ and Tariq. They were all dropping passes, and that certainly doesn't help, but mm-hmm. maybe if they were able to secure some of those, that they would have had extra possessions and, and so on and so forth. Right, and it's concentration and stuff like that.
0: It's like you know, an environment and just being, being focused and lapse of focus, that definitely happened. Um if that's, you know, everyone's takeout, we can, and talking about, I guess, drops and things like that, well, wide receivers more specifically, because um, I'll keep it on just the wide receivers. Um, the Ronnie Bell situation and, like, that, the afterman, the backlash that the young kid received, I, I, it goes back to the Blake O'Neill thing in uh, 2015, like, we have to bring that up, I don't care. That's that's the last time I've seen a player get bashed that bad and, uh, from a from, the, uh, from a game like with Ronnie Bell, um, and it's it's unnecessary. It's like and the, the the kid that did it was a U.M. grad, like he was a University of Michigan grad, like and it was like okay, no man's probably no more passionate than you know, someone that went to school, but at the same time, man, it, you could tell he he felt the weight of that that uh not catch on his. You know, he was feeling that, and it's unfortunate that that happened to. It couldn't. Have, I mean, it happened to him. And Ronnie Bell's a great, you know, great kid. And he's. Got, I think he's gonna have. He's a lot of talent. He's gonna be a great player for Michigan, but not a great thing that I that I wanted to see or anyone wanted to see. So I guess, what's your guys' take on, uh on that? Uh, kind of try to keep it not volatile, try not to go to that.
1: But uh, yeah. go ahead, Brian. Um, I just think that it was, you know, like you said, you know, nobody probably felt worse than Ronnie. And Ronnie Bell, by the way, two-star basketball commit that mm-hmm. people were bashing. I mean, he's been an absolute stud for this team this year. And he was outplaying Nick DPJ, Tariq Black. I mean, there was one play early in the game where, I mean, he took an out route and he took it for like 30, 40 yards. I mean, he had a huge play. Yeah, yeah. That got them down to goal to score the prime, and it's just it sucks that and he knows he should have he he should have had it and it's whatever, but you can't bash a kid on like that. And I think moving forward he's going to be motivated and you know he's going to continue to be a beast the rest of this year. Yeah, I, he's I mean
0: under recruited, under was underrated, and um. I don't know so much. He's outperforming Nico and DPJ and, and things like that. I would say he is more or less. Well, I would say maybe maybe DPJ and and ne- or and uh, Tariq, but definitely not
1: Nico. Um, but I, I mean, I wasn't saying for the entire year. I'm saying that game. Right, right, yeah. He, oh, right, he, he right. was the best receiver And that. That that's, right. that's what i was saying. In that and that that's what he was he, that's what kills.
0: That's what kills me though is how people. I'm to people are bashing the kid. Michigan probably will not even been in the position they were in to even have chance to win the game. If he had made some of the catches he made on like those, right. you know, those those quick outs that Shay threw, and Ronnie Bell got seven, eight yards, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. So, I, but you're never going to stop people from saying what they want. Um, Tyler, what I guess what was your, uh, I guess what was your opinion or your thoughts on the the Ronnie Bell situation?
2: It, it made me nauseated. You know, some of these, you know. So many so-called Michigan fans. You know, everyone has the right, you know, to the freedom of speech. You know, all this. But you know, some people just just take it too far. And I don't know. You know, obviously, there won't be anything done with it. But you know, Ronnie Bell. You know, he's getting a lot of support from you know from colleagues. You know, from obviously from his team, coaches. You know, from analysts. You know, from Kurt Street to Joe Clatt. You know, calling you know, calling. Even even Kirk Herbstreit, too. Kirk, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, this kid's like 18, 19, 20 years old. You know, he, he had one... He's younger than that. One, he's like
0: 18, but...
2: Yeah, yeah something like that, you know. College kid, you know, playing his heart out, you know, for for the full four quarters. And, you know, just that one drop, you know. And then everyone wants to crucify his, you know, wants, wants to crucify his life. Like... You know, there's just there's just a point in time where, you know, you can not say some things that, you know, gets out of hand, you know, you shouldn't wish death on the kid or you know, tell him to quit and then all this. It's just, you know, just some of these some of these fans they just make me nauseated and it's just, you know, like Brian said, you know, Ronnie Bell, he's gonna bounce back, you know. You know, he'll probably make you know, probably a game winning catch, you know, against Either you know in the next game, or you know sometime during the season, you know then everyone would be back. You know, you're like, oh, righty bell, you know, they'll completely forget about the whole Penn State draft. But it's just some of the some of these, not only Michigan fans, but other fan bases. You know, just some of these, they just get out of hand when you're criticizing, you know, 19, 20 year old kids, like. Let play. Mm.
0: You know, uh,
2: honestly though, I
0: mean, if uh, what a, you know, what a fans, the good fans are supposed to do, um, you know, you're supposed to just kind of support. I, when I say support, like I mean, just like supporting players as far as like when things like this happen, support them positively. And if there's other, there's other instances where they, you know, they don't make a good play, like okay, say hey, that was you know that was a bad play. Like you should have made the catch. or I mean, whatever, but. When you go to like le- lengths of just you know threats, that's where it gets to be. I'm um, crossing the, the line, and uh, we shouldn't see that. And but with social media, I mean, I, I mean it's been going on for 20 years, whether it's social media or not. I mean, people are sending letters, um, things right. like that. Whoever's playing. Whoever's playing music. Please, please turn it down, please. Uh, anyways, um, um. But Brian, Brian had a had Brian mentioned to me before the episode started that he wanted to to talk. Well, so he had a topic that he wanted to talk about. Brian, how about you? uh,
1: Leave us off with that, since you is your idea. All right. So Michigan's sitting at five and two. They have two losses, both in conference. So it's probably very unlikely that they will be making a possible Big Ten championship appearance. If wins out and beats all three rivals at home, which is Notre Dame, Michigan State. And I'm not saying that they will, but maybe they'll get lucky and upset Ohio State. Do you call that a successful season in year five? Hmm.
0: Honestly, I view it as a not a huge success. I would view it as a success going into next year. Only if Michigan wins their bowl game. I don't know why that matters at all, but if you win, beat Ohio State, and then you lose, you're like, okay, well, we beat Ohio State, why can't we win our bowl? You know what I mean? Um, but Jim Harbaugh hasn't beaten Ohio State yet. They do that and they go into next season with a lot a lot of confidence. Um, then you know, I would view that as success success, yeah, success because it's not what Jim Harbaugh wanted to do. It's not what coaches are supposed to do, beat their the main rivals, um, mm-hmm. if you know, people are always going to throw that narrative out there. Well, it's Ryan Davis. It, it, is there. No, it doesn't matter. Well, so Ohio State's got a really good defense, really good offense. So if you beat them, then you're really sticking to uh, Greg Madison. You're sticking to you know, Washington and, and things like that. If you beat them this year, so me, I would say that's a success. But it would be more of a success if they played for a Big Ten championship, <laughs> but nice they car. won't be doing that. I mean, it's realistically. I mean, I mean, realistically, they won't. But I mean, they they possibly still could technically. If the, you know, they technically still could. But I don't see it happening that they play for a Big Ten championship this year. Um, <laughs> Everyone
1: loses.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, <laughs> same question, same same question for you, Tyler. I guess uh, Brian uh,
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, if they beat, you know, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Ohio State, all at home, you know, and finish finish out, you know, strong, then you know, I would, I would have called success. But you know, coming into year five, you know, basically everything was set in place for Michigan to compete, you know, this year in the Big Ten. You know, obviously obviously had Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, Notre Dame, all at home, uh, you know, Urban Meyer's gone. You know, you got that monkey out of the way. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're running this new coordinator. You know, you have Shea coming back. You know, everything's in, in line to pieces and all that. And, you know, you know, and Michigan started out slow against, you know, Middle Tennessee, you know, Army, you know, turnovers has basically derailed, you know, the Michigan offense, you know, so far into the season. And, you know, um, obviously with Wisconsin and now Penn State, I mean, you know, you know, they only lost seven, but, you know, uh, he's not winning the big games and all that. So, I mean, he has three three more, uh, you know, big games to prove that he can win, you know, all at home. But you know, if, if he beats you know those three, then I would call success. But like I said, you know, year five, you know, everything was in line for Michigan to be in the Big Ten championship.
0: Listen, I would be um, even more like say like fast forward to next year. I would, we can look back on this. I would be more of success if they go next year and they went to go to the Big Ten championship because hey, you know, then you're like okay now we've. We got a lot, a lot to ride high like, on going, to, going into next year, going into next year for be Ohio State kind of thing, and uh, recruits are going to see that too. They're like, okay, well, you know. So you now I'm not holding. I'm not going to say it's going to happen or anything like that. So we're right. just going to prove it. But um, yeah, right. what, what's your, Do you think it's a success, Brian? Do you,
1: yes or no? I mean, you... I mean, Ohio State right now looks like they could win a national championship. I mean, some Fields have been pretty much as advertised and mm-hmm. defense has you know they haven't had the kind of losses laps, they've had in previous seasons so they're kind of a complete team right now and brings them zone 4 against Ohio State and you know you push side you, you know the whole was losing that was that was a goal and coming up short against Penn State but really the only team that Michigan hasn't been able to get the hump is Ohio State. And not saying that they're gonna beat Ohio State. Frankly, played today, Ohio State's probably gonna win by like twenty or thirty points than they did last year. All right. But beating Notre Dame, name, which some people are torn whether they should still be on the schedule or not, you know, that's a top ten team. That's a big win. You beat Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's kinda of shambles, but they, you know, they took it for the seven years. They were fishing. and they shot it into the freaking moon. You beat them again. You could shut up Sparty until mm. basketball season, and you might shut okay. them up there too. But if you can somehow upset Ohio State, considering they're looking like a, they're a juggernaut, and they could very well win a national championship this year, and you go 11-2, well, you'll make it near your sixth bowl. I would say that's enough success that can propel you into have a big 2020 if you you retain Gaddis if he doesn't get fired or whatever. But you know, I think at the end of the day, if you're beating Notre Dame and Ohio State and Michigan State, you know, people are you know you'll probably get a lot of fans be like, oh, why didn't they win the why couldn't they win the Big Ten title and all this? But nobody's gonna care if you beat those guys and shut up the Buckeyes who have been you know they've been the winners for pretty much a decade and a half almost so I think in my opinion I think it would be a success I, I understand that yeah winning a Big Ten championship but if you beat Ohio State no one I mean look, look how big Brady Hope beat in Ohio State back in 2011 and even so it was like oh that's, that's huge they beat Ohio First, State, finally. Personally, do
0: people... Do, do the Big Ten want? I don't think the Big Ten wants Michigan to go to the Big Ten Championship. I'm not saying that like they're like out to get Michigan or whatever like that. But I've never seen one team in any sport... I'm not making excuses. I know this really sounds like I am. I'm not whatsoever. But I've never seen any team in college sports, NFL, just be just absolutely, every single game they play, um, something goes bad, you know what I mean? The the refs are against them, or whatever the case may be, it's like, I've never seen it happen. Um, not saying that has anything to do with them winning or losing, I'm just saying, like, I just, I've never seen it before. Um, again, back to our point, it just, you know, Michigan, you know, they've been to the Big Ten Championship, you know, in 20 years, they've been there, what, four or five times. Um, so, I you mean, know, again, that's, you know, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. Uh, if you can beat Ohio State, you know, Notre Dame, and uh, and one of a, a new office coordinator, I would, I mean, that would probably be more of a success if you could do that. Um, because, hey, you can maybe convince them a lot of players to come back to next year as well. Um and also, to touch on that really quick, I think Michigan needs to get more, way more players from Ohio and uh, and Detroit and things like that. And I'm not saying just position players. I'm talking about, like, you know, defense alignment, offense alignment, kind of things like that, you know what I mean? And and uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not – you know, that's just my opinion. Um, I wouldn't say stop recruiting Texas Florida, and, Cal- and stuff like that in Georgia, but I'm just saying, like, Michigan needs to start getting those players, oh, you know, a lot more frequently. So – and. Um, but anyways i um, kind of getting off on the topic there but yeah I think it'd be a success but um, for Michigan we're able to do that um, so but will there be a lot more changes next year who knows what off-season changes we'll see because well, what if Michigan beats Ohio State this year and then they go through a huge offseason change with tons of changes well I mean are you still feeling confident but
2: um
1: We'll see. I, mean, I don't know as far as offensive changes, unless Josh Gattis, you know, he gets a HC. I mean, I doubt that given how Michigan's kind of looked pretty anemic a couple times offensively. But, I mean, I would think that you retain pretty much everyone from the staff unless you openly decide to, like, fire somebody. And I know a lot of people say, oh, Browns should fired because of the man to man crap, which i Doubt that's ever going to happen.
0: You know, since they're... No. Know. You know, if anybody, if anybody was going to leave, if anybody was going to leave, it'd be either... It'd be... Uh, Don Brown, one, and then Harbaugh, two. But, I mean, I don't see really either definitely happening or anything like that. Um, I mean, we'll just wait and see what what the... Um, what next, this coming up season brings. Uh, Depends on how long Jim Harbaugh wants to coach for. Because if he was going to leave for the NFL... I think he'd have done it by now for and if he's if he's gonna go to the NFL he's gonna win a Big Ten Championship at Michigan and get him you know do that at least and if he can't do that then I mean why would just I mean retire same, so
2: I mm-hmm. mean
1: so
0: we'll see what happens I guess with that um Moving on, if no one has anything else to say uh, regarding Penn State game, um, Ronnie Bell situation, um, uh, success for Michigan, etc. Last no. final thought. Final thoughts, not novels. Like Brian, like speed on for 25 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. I like to do that too. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like to do that too. Um, I guess the last couple topics. Uh, Michigan uh, on Thursday landed Isaiah Todd, which. Um, I mean, not in terms of success, I think that was huge just because it's a five-star. Michigan's probably highest-ranked. And he's the highest-ranked recruit since Glenn Robinson in 2012. So, I mean, yeah, 2012, 2015. So, um, pretty big impact for Michigan to land him. I think he's going to be a triple player. And even bigger coup for Juwan Howard getting his, getting this guy and getting this kid to... to uh, commit. Um, hopefully stays and you know, doesn't stay and doesn't go overseas um, and Michigan can uh, have a domino effect to land some of these other players. Um, Brian, what's, what's your thoughts on uh, Michigan landing uh, a tab?
1: And That was really huge for Juwan Howard to kind of start off his uh, Michigan recruiting career with a bang um, mm-hmm. really yeah. really really needed to get one of those top players and not saying it was like a priority but given who Michigan Michigan's been targeting, you know the John line system, they would yeah they would look for like off the radar guys that are still really good but not really nationally known and Jawan Howard's like bam, we're going right after the top kids and definitely it's huge it's definitely huge and we'll see if it's the domino effect uh there's a couple other guys that are either close to committing or been really considering michigan and i mean it also comes down to how they develop players um kind of interested to see how they do with power forwards moving forward since B-line always you know they want to have guys go out and shoot. I know the games kind of mm-hmm. change and Jawan Howard said positionless basketball. So I'm assuming anyone, if they got range, you know, they're, they're pulling it back, but yeah, it's just really a big win for Jawan, especially, you know, kind of given the hype around the basketball program where, you know, Michigan a year away from being the runner up and then kind of had the success that they've had the last three seasons and, not a lot of big names really came up for that job, you know. People were talking about how it might be too big of a job at the moment because Michigan had been in the, the spotlight so much. But you know, Juwan's making moves, doing his own thing. Hopefully, it you know produces you know wins at a lot of wins. On right, and the question was whether Juwan Howard could
0: recruit or not because. Now, that was the name of the game, a college basketball recruit. So now we see that Juwan Howard can recruit. Now I got to move on to some other things and and, uh, and get his players, the ones he recruits, to recruits, to play within his system. Uh, checking in on Tyler over there, uh, what was your thoughts uh, on uh, Michigan landing? Isaiah Todd uh, in the second-ranked power forward in the country, uh, first or 12th? in the country overall so what's your take
2: uh it was obviously a a huge gift for michigan and uh, john howard you know john howard john howard you know coming from the nba you know uh you know being part of the five five you know he knows how what what it takes to you know get these big time crews or these you know players if you want to translate to the NBA, you know, players, you know, pitch system, and all that. You know, I feel like, you know, with him going out, landing Isaiah Todd, you know, I feel like he's going to have a different, obviously a different system. You know, for Michigan, you know, they may bring that, you know, Miami Heat defensive strategy. You know, they were really hard-nosed defensive team to build off for Michigan's last year defensive team. You know, since then and all that. But you know, for John Howard, you know, his first first season to come in and land a five star kid, you know, who is highly recruited obviously by, you know, Kentucky, you know, all these big programs and for him to commit to Michigan and you know, hopefully it's a, you know, like you guys said, a domino effect with the other players that, you know, that they're trying to, you know, bring into the program to build something special, you know, from the you know, when Juwan's there, you know, from the future on. So it was definitely a huge gift for Juwan in the Michigan program to land.
0: A kid like Isaiah Todd, yeah, definitely. I, I honestly think they're going to be able. They're just going to be able to do. They're going to be able to recruit better than John Beilein did. Not to say that John Beline wasn't, no, he wasn't a good recruiter. It just the fact that he was like not interested in um, recruiting guys that have potential to be one and done or the potential to I mean, go to college, etc. Well, I think Juwan Howard has. He, he's willing to take that risk a lot more times. Behind yeah. wasn't you know so um, I, I think that you're going to see that a lot more and um, Beeline's definitely going to have to adjust and, you know you said news that Wagner Wagner's going to be out for you know one, six, four to six weeks or something Week. like that um, yeah. and then Brandon Johns is spotted in the walking boots so I mean again he's going to have to get used to it quick and early how to adjust how to adjust with the players that you have and uh and get guys more more time because you're gonna be relying right on, on those players that we just named to um, make an impact, or, you know, in this season. And um, they won't be able to do that right away. I don't think not Wagner, but maybe Johns, he might be
1: okay. But um, again, big thanks for Howard. They didn't they? I believe they said for uh, Wagner, his wrist injury was gonna be about four to six weeks. I mean, the basketball Which, opener doesn't start until like 15 days away, so that's two weeks right there. Hmm. So he might he's gonna definitely miss some time. Um, I
0: I know that for sure. He might miss until you know probably I would probably say you know, first week of December. He'll probably be back in my opinion. Um, just they're trying to take precautions and not rush him back too too much. But um, I think Juwan Howell will. will do good do good this year I think he'll do fine and I'm not gonna say what he's going to um do his record or anything like that but I think he'll he'll be fine um that's gonna do it for us we will leave our uh, um previews and stuff like that for Friday um we're kinda don't have enough time to do that kind time's permitting like what I'm saying um I will leave, we'll leave this note off though. Um, Seeing a stat earlier, um, Michigan has been outscored seventy-six to three in the first quarter of road games versus ranked teams under Harbaugh. Hmm. So well, then. well they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna continue that trend, we're not gonna see some. We're gonna see them much of the same um, stars as as, um, starting slow. Um, so Michigan's definitely gonna get. Get the ball rolling on starting quicker in games and more consistently and against the good teams because um, people want to see that. Um, so don't get your don't get everything too crazy. We'll start start on well what we're ending on today. We'll start pick that up on uh, our next episode. Uh, any final thoughts? Anyone? Point once uh, Um. Hopefully...
2: As, as, Al, you know, as Al Davis would say, just win, baby. Just win. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: well,
1: okay, Al Davis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mich-
1: Michigan's a <laughs> different, different team at home, so hopefully they can get a dub on uh, Saturday, get the top 10 team. Well,
0: you, you say that they're different at home. I was... At a, an event here, probably this last thing, a couple weeks ago. Uh, two, three weeks ago. And someone was like, yeah, we you know we live next to the big house in Ann Arbor and, and uh, they're MSU fans. And I was like, okay, why do you live in Ann Arbor? Whatever. But yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's really, it's really quiet. And I'm like, well, I, I don't think it's really quiet. Um, I think it's it's actually really loud. But in terms of being comparing it to other stadiums in the country, Michigan Stadium is not as loud. I mean, it's it's loud but go to go to the uh, college station in, down in Texas uh, uh, Texas A&M or, you know what I mean go go to some of those stadiums I personally think those stadiums sound louder when I'm watching my TV but again I've never been to them so I, maybe Tyler Tyler probably could say more to that than I could I just think the big house isn't as loud as um, it should be it should be it should be. I mean, it should be way louder it should be way louder it's loud. I mean,
2: a couple, but... couple weeks ago, I was I was telegating at Texas and Oklahoma State, and uh, DK DK Stadium was got yeah, loud. It was it was loud every time you know something big happened. It was definitely loud.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you see the more uh, how loud it is when you're there versus on cool, yeah. TV. But um, again, yeah. Um, Michigan needs to get that home crowd advantage uh, built up more. And I, I wish I could go to if I was at every single game, I probably would never have a vo- I wouldn't have a voice. But oh. so <laughs> that yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys on, on eh, I'm going to try for Friday. So Friday at a certain time. I don't know what time, but try for that day. Okay. I'll. Yeah. Okay. All right. okay. All, right. All right. Any last thoughts? Going once, twice, and no, sold no. to, and sold to James Yoder for five hundred dollars. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> you Oh man. That's, that's like selling. That's like selling. Uh, <laughs> that's like Bobby <laughs> Coons going to Alabama. Jesus, peace. Oh, oh uh, good. That's good. <laughs> Do it for Cold Cold we'll,
2: we'll
0: see we'll see everyone next week. Alright, hey, go blue. Go blue. All
1: right,
2: go blue.